You're listening to the Better Than Fiction Bible Podcast. I'm Gandalf. I'm Matt. And I'm Nathan Van Horn. The Bible is the most read book ever, but to some, it is merely fiction. Join our conversations as we connect the dots to reveal that the story of the Bible is not only true, it's better than fiction. To learn more about the show or to contact us directly, visit us online at www.betterthanfictionbiblepodcast.com. Welcome back, listener, to the Better Than Fiction Bible Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us for these 30 minutes of discussing the biblical narrative. And as always, thank you, Matt and Nathan Van Horn, for for joining me, Gandalf, for these 30 minutes. I always appreciate you guys being here and the discussions we have. Happy to be here. Yes. (laughs) One of the best parts of the week, man. That's right. Absolutely. Listener, it could be your best top part of the week. If uh, only you would subscribe <laughs> to the Better Than Fiction Bible podcast. I recently learned that I've been saying check, like a check mark for uh, you iPhone people. Like hit the nah, check mark it's a to plus subscribe. Mark, man. It's a plus mark. It's a check mark once you've already hit the button. Mm. And I've learned this because someone was like, I don't see it. Like someone gave me their phone and was like, I just don't see it. I'm trying to, but I. Don't like, oh, it's a plus mark. The the thing the things we say that reveal more troubling, you know, truths about us, like the real crime is not what you said. The real crime is like you're the non iPhone user on this podcast. <laughs> like in our Oh I oh I know. I, I'm marked. Like every single staff text message like has me in green because I am the only person on staff mm-hmm. here at the church that does not have an iPhone. So it's like I'm I'm walking around with like a mark. Uh yeah. Like, I, there's one person on our church staff. I mean there's there's eight of us, and there's one person who refuses to get an iPhone. And so every time I see our office text message and it's in green, I just think of her. I just like, God bless God bless her. intelligent person. Uh, this is the one staff. What'd you I say? That person, that person must be the most intelligent person uh, on staff at FBC Corinth. But, uh, yeah. Well, I'm not even going there. Uh, All right, so trans- hard transitioning. She, out of, she, out of yeah, hard she, transitioning. She, I have a she's a she's a wonderful person. Uh, so we're going to be talking about Abraham's two sons yet again, Isaac and Ishmael, and I want to know which one carried an iPhone. Oh, Ishmael, absolutely. <laughs> Ishmael no question. The iPhone. <laughs> no, man. Ishmael had the Google because he had twelve sons, and you know how many, you know. Little... He can't afford all those iPhones. Yeah, that's, that's right. No, or just how many renditions of the Google phone out there are there? Mm-hmm. So, all right. But, so I, I take that to assume that we're still in 25. We are still in 25. We're in chapter 25, verses 12 through 18. And the most fun part so, of this dis- so someone recently um, congratulated us uh, in uh, here in Corinth. They said, Hey man, congrats on making it halfway through Genesis. And I was like, well, technically we're still in chapter 25. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Nathan, it's been a while since you've read, but we need to cover all the way to verse 18 today uh, to get some big ideas here as we talk about something we've kind of already talked about before. But as we find in the Bible, the best stuff is repeated over and over again. Just 12 through 18? Yeah, just, just 12 through 18. I think that'll be good. Okay, this is Genesis 25, 12 through 18, as always, dear listeners, from the ESV. 
These are the family records of Abraham. Oh, I'm reading because it's a genealogy. That's why I'm reading. Um, <laughs> Actually, no, but go for it. Who saw that coming? Um, <laughs> sorry. Sorry to be irreverent for a moment there. These are the family records of Abraham's son, Ishmael, whom Hagar the Egyptian, Sarah's slave, bore to Abraham. These are the names of Ishmael's sons. Their names, according to the family records, are Nevin. Is this ESV? Nope. Oh, start over. Ooh, Oh man, <laughs> that's going in. Don't worry, we've only been doing the podcast for like two years, so that's right. It's cool. By the way, I I, I did the math, and at this current rate, we'll be done within fifty. <laughs> oh, hey, that's still good. Yeah, we're killing it. <laughs> there you go. Um, all right, so here we go. Back to Genesis twenty-five, uh, verses twelve through eighteen. Notice this time he did not say, as always, from the ESV. Because that's not even true of this episode. <laughs> that's right. Um, uh, and this time it's from the ESV. These are the generations of Ishmael, Abraham's son, whom Hagar the Egyptian, Sarah's servant, bore to Abraham. These are the names of the sons of Ishmael, named in the order of their birth. Nebaioth, the firstborn of Ishmael, and Kadar, Abdil, uh, Adbil, uh, Mibsam, Mishma, Duma, Masa, Hadad, Tima, Jetur, Nafish and Kidamah. These are the sons of Ishmael, and these are their names, by their villages and by their encampments, twelve princes according to their tribes. These are the years of the life of Ishmael, 137 years. He breathed his last and died, and was gathered to his people. They settled from Havilah to Shur, which is opposite Egypt, in the direction of Assyria. He settled over against all his kinsmen. Hmm. Hmm. Uh... I like that it says that he was gathered to all his people, just like um, Abraham. Yeah. So it's, it's, it is interesting. There's a couple things, because I, as a pastor, I try to navigate family crisis with people, and emphasis on the word try, because I'm now persuaded that some family crises, especially amongst, ex, amongst extended family, some things just aren't getting fixed on this side. And, and I think there's like a couple of reasons for that. Uh, number one is especially if that there is a hurt or a pain that has gone on for years and years and years and years, it's hard to make things right that have happened so long ago because nobody actually remembers what actually happened anymore. They just mm. remember how they have felt all this time. But I think, well, go ahead. Well, and I was going to say, like, uh, I did uh, my dissertation involved. Um, the intersection of collective memory theory with uh, intertextu- ah. intertextuality. And there there are some dynamics of how we remember, and there's some trends to remember. Like the farther uh, removed we get from an event historically, we tend, we tend to generalize the particulars so that it's easy to put one event in dialogue with another event and, you know, draw broader themes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, another thing that we do over time is it's easy to objectify like we, we filter out the grays. So the, the white side gets whiter and and the darker gray side gets blacker. Um, and, and the way that we remember things. And, and, and that certainly happens. That certainly happens in family stuff. Mm. Like pretty, pretty soon, you know, one day you're fighting over a chicken. The next day you have the Hatfields and the McCoys. I mean, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you all ever see the history channel? oh yeah so good dude so good we're like she the one of those opening scenes she like drops uh like the hatfield wife brings this nice homemade preserves to the mccoy wife 
and she just throws it on the ground and lets it shatter. It's like, oh, come on now. But that's how it started. That's how it started. Um, But yeah, so I think, Gandalf, what you're pointing out here, so, and he was gathered to his people. Well, who is that? What's Abraham? It's Abraham. Mm -hmm. And so one of the great joys that I do have is that not everything gets fixed on this side, but that doesn't mean it won't get fixed. Oh, y'all, y'all are going back to seven through eleven. Uh, no, I was looking at verse seventeen when, like, for instance, Ishmael was gathered oh, from who, his who people, are... and that he settled over against all of his kinsmen while alive, but he got to go home. Oh, gotcha. End. Yeah. That's so, it, I mean. so it is neat since I took us back to seven through eleven. Um, mm-hmm. like there, there's been nice. a lot of there's. <laughs> Well, there's been a lot of drama with uh, certainly between the mothers of of Isaac and Ishmael, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah and uh, you remember those little hearts that they used to sell, those little heart necklaces, and it was like, I love you, and there were two halves, and you break it off and give it to your significant <laughs> other or your BFF? Yeah. Sarah and Hagar did not share those necklaces. Yeah. Um, uh, so they, they did not get along. But it's interesting, <laughs> back in seven and eight, uh, these are the days of the years of Abraham's life, 175 years. Abraham breathed his last and died in a good old age, an old man and full of years, and was gathered to his people. Isaac and Ishmael, his sons, buried him in the cave of... Like, Ishmael's there for the funeral. Right. Um, and this this is, big, this is big because it's got that biblical arc. This is going to look like a lot, a lot like um, Isaac's funeral because... Right. Isaac doesn't die until Jacob and Esau have been reconciled. That's right. Mm. Um, you know, you know what's interesting when it comes to just like sibling rivalry. Uh, Gandalf, you have one brother, right? That's right. You have one brother, uh, Nathan. You have a brother and sister, correct? Correct. And so, and then I have two sisters. Uh, I have uh, two cousins, and that's all that are in their specific family. And one of the the funny things from growing up is I remember a scene between them when they were little where uh, my cousin Maggie said to her brother Jacob, hey, Jacob, let's play mom and dad. Let's play house. And she said, "Uh, great. He said, great. She said, okay, I'll be the mom. You can be the dog. That there is going back to childhood. There is this establishment of the pecking order. There is this establishment of dominance one over the other. And, you know, some of those things, like, like you're saying, Nathan, I don't know that Hagar and Sarah ever resolved that. Like God provided for each of those women. Something tells me they didn't become pen pals. Mm-hmm. But. Isaac and Ishmael seem to have gotten along. Mm. Uh, yeah. and, 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 and a couple of things to that, like number one, uh, Ishmael's there uh, for the burial, right? He participates in that. Um, number two, uh, and, and again, biblically, I, I think the space I'm hitting around, at least I don't know if this is all of us, but I'm hitting around like we know to celebrate Isaac. I, Isaac, you know, the whole Akedah of Genesis 22, Sure. Genesis 22. That's, that's our, like, that's our gospel prototype, right? That's the, that's the shadow right. of the gospel in the old Testament. We, we don't, when we said this before, we don't really know what to do with Ishmael, but it sure, it sure feels like God, biblically speaking, did know what to do with Ishmael. 
He never speaks a word against him. He blesses him. And here, right after Abraham's death, is Ishmael's genealogy. Like that, that, mm. that, that ain't for nothing. So let me ask a question. Like, so what's the significance of Ishmael having like 12 sons, the same as like the 12 tri- tribes of Israel? Like, what's the significance? That, of it? it just that, seems like it's that is the, adding more confusion. That is the significance. Again, right. Um, that is the significance is that it mirrors, yeah, it mirrors God Israel. Ishmael. It, God Isra- Ishmael. Yeah. Is Israel, uh, Israel at, from Abraham and through Isaac was God's appointed means, but God appointing that as his means did not mean that God had to deal harshly or dismissively with Ishmael. Um, and so Ish- Ishmael's blessed. Ishmael is at the funeral. Ishmael has his genealogy included. Uh, certainly when some of these nations farther on down the line have issues and, and make war with Israel and all that, Israel uh, Ishmael is not culpable for that. The, the point that you keep coming back to is God is dealing with things in the most gracious way possible. Right. Mm-hmm. The, the His descendants that get in trouble with Israel get in trouble with Israel because they get in the way of what God's doing, not because they're descendants of Ishmael. So if you're, if you're hearing this during the Exodus, like when they're listing off Ishmael's sons, is, it, is that like a who's who of, you know, Oh, these are some problem people. Like, are you supposed to recognize these names? Uh, it's interesting when you look at Ishmael's son. Those sons seem to be a little further east, or a further, further, I guess, southeast into Arabia and a couple places. Whereas Keturah's sons, you seem to encounter a little bit more often in the Exodus, like Midian. Yeah, Midian and uh, and Kedar. That would be Ishmael's son. I think he's like mentioned, if memory serves me correct, Jeremiah talks about the sons of Kedar, or the queen of Kedar. Uh, uh, I have to look that up. Yeah, that's Jeremiah um, 49 mentions Kedar. Right. So anyway, it, the, the, the biggest point here is that if you go to the Middle East today, there is a huge discussion on which son is most important here. Oh, oh is there? Is that right? Is yes. That right? <laughs> it's it's massive. De- depending on, you know, it depends on which religion that you hold to. I think though is it is not here that God only cares about Isaac and what he is doing through Isaac. Because God cares about Isaac and Abraham, he is also going to bless Ishmael through that. And I think that's, and maybe that's the a better way of putting the significance of the 12 sons. Ishmael gets exactly what Isaac gets, mm. just showing God's kindness to him. And I think about, we, we, we were all over the map with uh, pre-recording discussions. I know we don't talk about that a lot, right. but we, um, it's just, uh, this speaks into a lot of spaces. Um, right. Uh, because again, it's impossible nowadays to like you're talking about Middle Eastern stuff. It's it's impossible nowadays to hear Isaac and Ishmael without hearing Judeo Christian faith and Islam. Fair or good guy, bad guy, depending on which side yeah. you're on. Yeah. And then yeah, and depending on how many movies on the Crusades you've seen and which documentaries you've watched. Um King um, the best one. But but what we're what we're saying is that's 
you don't find that here. <laughs> um, it's like Gandalf had that uh, political map one time, and like because you have that binary, and sometimes the binary doesn't hold, right? right. Uh, and and in American politics, and I'm not getting into American politics because I want you to keep listening next week. Um, but uh, in American politics, we think of the left and the right, Democrats and Republicans. But if you if you chart the wide map of possible political approaches, positions, and platforms. This this is a very small this is a very small spectrum of political views that are actually being represented. Right? There's right. there's a whole lot more you could potentially consider. Um and to uh, the left compared to who? To the right compared to who? Like mm-hmm. it depends on where you start. It's how um, you look at Buccaneers that so, makes so, them better. That's, it. that's, um, that's so true. I, I certainly support bringing Muppet Treasure Island back into the podcast. Um, this is like the third time we've referenced it. So, well, it's it's a a, it's, it's in my personal canon. So, uh, but so, but so is Hook, and on that we di- we disagree. But I still mm. think Gandalf's a wonderful guy. Um, the uh, just no, so but, you know, Nathan, as soon as you said something about politics, my finger was like on the mute button. Like I was ready. There it is. No, like, no. Where, where is he going? Well, I mean, I'm not go. I'm obviously not going there here. Um, but uh, you know, I, I think about uh, who was it? Uh, was it Matt or Gandalf who, who talked about uh, the the Bates Motel from Psycho? Oh, oh, that was Matt. Somebody sent me a picture of the Bates Motel movie set from Psycho, and it's actually it's not. It was a picture taken from the back of the house, and it's not even a real house. It's just a it's, facade. On it's a, movie a facade. Set. Yeah, and and yeah. I think I think that's I think that's what I'm after sometimes the big scary house on the hill that that you know in your gut is filled with evil is just a facade and there's not really some big scary thing lurking inside of it um mm. and mm. I, I I think if if we undercut the way that Ishmael is presented within the biblical narrative it's not ultimately Ishmael that we're sliding it's ultimately the kindness of God Mm. Um, God, God is, God is very kind to Ishmael. I I cannot think of a passage, uh, and if it exists, I'm, I'm happy to be corrected, but I cannot think of a passage where Ishmael is corrected, rebuked, or handled dismissively, uh, for some, from, for some wrong. And I, I love what you said, Matt. It, it doesn't mean that Hagar and, uh, Sarah became besties. Right. Um, right. They're, they're not, uh, they're not swapping toast at the funeral meal, uh, you know, at the Baptist buffet after the service. Um, but it certainly found like, it certainly sounds like Isaac and Ishmael found the strategy forward uh, to live, like to live peaceably. Like Abraham couldn't even achieve that with Lot. <laughs> that That's a good word. That's, it's very yeah. insightful to think there. Um, and so I, again, I, I just, sometimes we, I don't know. Um, oh, do y'all remember, uh, Caitlin, uh, she wrote in what she wrote in to us uh, a couple weeks back when we did the episode on the sons of Abraham's concubines. She said she had done a little work and it was not customary to leave your the sons of your concubines anything. Yet Abraham gave them gifts. And mm. so it comes as no shock to me that with a man as gracious as Abraham, that his sons in turn... Learn to be gracious, which is so going to be so different because Abraham's grandson, Jacob, is going to be very deceitful, and then his sons are going to pick that up off of him. And they're going to do that back to him, and they're going to do that to each other. But to see the kindness motif, we've already talked about how 
fathers repeat the actions, or excuse me, sons repeat the actions of their fathers, because we've talked about how Abram lied about Sarah being his wife, and then Isaac, you know, is going to do the same. We're going yeah. to get to that shortly. Not so or, very no, we long already from have. now. Yeah, not so very long from now. That's right. Um, but, but here, Ishmael and Isaac seem to be reconciling and being very kind. And man, one of the things you pick up off of Abraham, Nathan, you just mentioned Lot. You know, you go north, I go south. You go left, you go, I'll go right. It's listen. I, I'm going to be at peace with you. That 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 gets picked up. That gets picked up by your children. Yeah. So it it is interesting. Um. Uh, you know, to that point, because a lot of times when we talk about people going east, we we talk about the whole east of Eden thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but you've got to wonder if there's a practical point to uh, Ishmael moving in that direction that you're you're intimating. Uh, they settled from Havilah to Shore, which is opposite Egypt in the direction of Assyria, uh, settled over against all his kinsmen. And that could be read a couple of different ways. Um, uh, is Ishmael creating space so that there is no conflict? Hmm. You know, is, is, and if is, so, he would be taking a cue from his father's playbook. That's that's it. That's it. Mm. Um, Man, that is so powerful. And, and I and I say that because what's the very next story to which we're introduced? You're going to have Jacob and Esau, and you're going to have two sons from one father who share a mother, and despite sharing a mother, so you don't have a Hagar Sarah situation, and despite Jacob and Esau sharing a mother. One tries the younger one still tries to subvert the older one's birthright and blessing. <laughs> right. Um so right. It, it, it's interesting how this stuff unfolds. But again, they make peace before daddy dies. So all it's a happily ever after. Before my grandfather died, um this is my grandfather who died in two thousand five. Uh he had Alzheimer's the last few years of his life. But when he still had his mind, this would have been early two thousands, you know, I was still yet a young man. I remember he told me and pulled me aside one time where I don't remember the circumstance. There was somebody who got in an argument or something like that in the family. And he did not ignore them. He just quietly walked out. And then he came back a little later than as opposed to stoking the argument. And he told me later, he said, son, he said, uh, listen, I've found that sometimes the best thing to do is just take a walk. Just take a walk and let things cool down. Mm. And creating space sometimes is huge is huge and that again it takes wisdom to do that and that's what abraham exhibited when he dealt with lot that's interesting i'd never thought about that nathan is this what isaac is doing or not isaac but ishmael, ishmael is doing yeah. here and by and the way know. that's that's but, somewhat but yeah. it's just pile on <laughs> isaac is is taking the place where ishmael's mama met with god Lai roi that's it oh that's interesting and and then it's Ishmael's like, okay, you can have it, man. I'll I'll just go do my thing out here. And lo and behold, they're able to have a peace peaceable funeral service together. Yeah, like I just I just see like I just see like Abraham dying and there's Isaac and his, you know, budding tribe, and then Ishmael's coming with his entourage and um uh you know, and, and one of Isaac's people turns to him and says, Who are they? And Isaac says well, they're certainly not a big scary house, <laughs> uh, you know. Um, th- right. there, there's there's nothing to fear there. And again, to the making space thing, um, let's acknowledge a lot of trauma has 
happened between these two families. There's if 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 they were looking for it, there's there's room for enmity, right? Um sure. for for hard feelings. Um they may not be walking in lockstep every day of their lives, but but giving space to it allows them to come back together in the moments that count. Mm-hmm. So um, that's a good word, man. That's a good and that, place to again, stop too. Well, and that's that's what we'll see with Jacob and Esau, I think. Mm. So, it is interesting mm. that you pointed out, Nathan. Once that... once we get further in the text. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, it's this chapter they're born, isn't it? Aren't they yeah. born in 25? Yeah. Well, by, by, by the end of 25, Esau has sold his birthright. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't take long. <laughs> but But again, all of these pericopes in the span of one chapter seems to suggest a connectedness thematically. Right. And so... You you are you are meant to read what happens with Jacob and Esau in light of what happens with Ishmael and Isaac, I believe. Like that's how mm. the, that's how the story is being told. Mm, it's like poetry; it rhymes. There it is. <laughs> so Work it is in. it is interesting that when when Abraham answers the call in chapter twelve, it's like Abraham, you'll be a blessing. When Jacob's born, uh, you'll be a supplanter. You'll be a deceiver. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of just live up to the. Live up to the calling, but Jacob, God uses God uses the, it all. Jacob, the Loki of the Old Testament. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, brother, you really are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> you can you you can picture Esau looking like Thor, but with dark hair. You know, mm, um, that anyway. is so true. More to come with Jacob and Esau. Mm. And listener, if you want to hear it, then I suggest that you. Um, you buy yourself into the birthright and like and subscribe to the Better Than Fiction Bible Podcast. Every Tuesday morning, another 30 minutes of discussing the grand biblical narrative. And for whatever reason, you have not suggested uh, the podcast to somebody, go ahead and do that. Um, more than anything else, even we, we hype up the algorithm so much, but more than anything else, the reason the podcast gets spread to more and more people is because you guys are recommending it to uh, the people that you know. So we appreciate that. And if you have the time, you can always go to our website, betterthanfictionbiblepodcast.com, and leave us a word in that form there. Whether it be phrase, criticism, question, suggestion, we love every single one of it, all of it. So until then, you guys have a great week, and we'll see you here next time. All right. See you next time. Bye. Shalom. That'll do. Boop. That'll do, big. <laughs>